Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Anthony Barr by Zimmers talks about how his health is paramount getting ready for week one. What's your confidence level that that's going to be the case? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure what – today I can't tell you if he's going to be ready week, week one or not. Um, he's, he's doing everything he can rehab-wise to get back in there and – um, hopefully we have him week one. If not, uh, we'll have somebody step in and play for us. I feel like Adam Zimmer wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, au contraire. I think he's been given. I think his dad gave him the green light to say that. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't forget, Mike uh, told us on Saturday night, I am concerned. I'm not concerned about the football player. I'm concerned about his health. No, I think this is uh I think Adam, at, at first I thought he wasn't supposed to say that, but I think he was sort of told, hey, you know what? Go ahead and throw this out. Because you know, <laughs> well, you know they what Mike saying does? They're throwing Anthony Barr under the bus? Is that what Mike's you're saying? Mike's done it before. Mike's yeah. done it before. He loves Anthony Barr. He, he doesn't throw him under the bus under this, before. Really? Yeah, like, what, five years ago, he basically said something Well, he said he wasn't trying effort. hard, or he yes. was, like, coasting. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> that's throwing that's, a guy yeah, I guess he that's did. Not, that's the worst thing yeah, you can he, say he, about a football player. Right, he, did, he literally called Anthony Barr kind of lazy on the football field, right? He wants to call the offensive line <laughs> soft. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. soft. Uh, this is Mackie and Judd, <laughs> Daily Minnesota Sports <laughs> Entertainment. Presented today by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're a business out there, just make sure that you have all of the protection and resources you need to maximize your business and to minimize risks and intruders. Uh, you got your offensive line. Hopefully it's better than the Vikings was last year. That's Federated. The defense on the other side are things that could happen in your business. Make sure you have a good offensive front. Um, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, so... Uh, I rarely start things on Twitter, as you guys no, know. Not like, you. I None very rarely no. mix it up ever, on Twitter. Yeah. Never done that. Never do that. No, it's uh, you know, maybe maybe a couple times a year, maybe. Maybe. So you know, I tweeted. I just feel like, and I I have probably held this sentiment more than Judd over the years. I feel like people get so amped and ready to fire Mike Zimmer, right? Like, just fight. You know, something goes wrong. It's like you got to get a different younger coach in here and. Eric Bieniemy and this and that, and, and I'm not fully disagreeing with that. I would love a more offensive-minded, modern head coach. Uh, I would love someone who has a relationship with his starting quarterback, for one. Like, I watch Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford look at each other like it's their first date every time they're at practice and rave about each other, and I wish that Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins had some sort of relationship. So I, I do wish those things. 
But when you start to look at the actual data and the facts, Mike Zimmer as a head coach going into his eighth season with the Vikings is 64-47-1. and And I believe that's like the seventh best winning percentage. If you look at like the longest tenured coaches, coaches that have been around for at least three plus years, it's one of the top six or seven winning percentages in the NFL. And the, and the other guys ahead of him are mostly Super Bowl winners, if not all Super Bowl winners. So, like, yeah, on one hand, he's the only one without a Super Bowl, and at some point it's time to, it's time to go. It's time to do something deep into the playoffs. His train wreck seasons are 7-9. and nine. Like, last year was kind of a train wreck. They start 1-5. and five. And I think much to the chagrin of us and a lot of other people, it would have been nice to have a top-five draft pick and – and then reset. Like, why would you want to go through the trouble of finishing seven and nine when you could have finished three and thirteen, had a better draft pick? But he coaches his teams up. They're competitive. And so I think my question to you guys is are we too quick to just throw Mike Zimmer on a hot seat this season? Is it is it one of these things where we should be careful what we're wishing for putting Mike Zimmer on a hot seat? I think that's a very complicated question because I think the answer is not just yes or no. I think the the answer resides in the expectations of this team where they were as far back now as 2017. The decision, which was made by Spielman, clearly not Mike to sign cousins, to bring in a quarterback who was supposed to, in 2018, put you over the top. That was not a, that was not a, Hey, I hope this all, I hope this all works out great in three years. That wasn't an immediate move. Um, There's also the conversation about the life expectancy, as far as your tenure as a coach goes. Now, the Steelers are super weird that they've had three coaches since 1969. But I mean, the shelf life thing for most organizations and teams is real. So does Mike, does Mike Zimmer deserve to be fired because he's a bad coach? Let's take that question first. The answer is no. Mike Zimmer is a good football coach. Does he have blind spots? Absolutely. Bill Belichick has blind spots yeah, it, as, a, as an evaluator, right? Yes. And, and Mike and Mike, when it comes to, coaching or caring about or being invested in offense in a league, which by the way, sells offense constantly, constantly um, is a blind spot. I think. Yeah. But he knows how to coach defense. Uh, is he a bad overall coach? He ha- again, he's got some blind spots, but no, he's not. So, so if the question is simply, should Mike Zimmer be replaced because he's not good at what he does, which some coaches should be. Uh, there have been a lot of guys who have ascended from coordinator to, to head coach, and they were fantastic coordinators. But do I see a path this year where a lot of important people are possibly in jeopardy? Absolutely. But no, Mike Zimmer, like if the argument is he's just a bad coach, I disagree completely with that. Where are you at with this, Dex? Uh, I, I am pretty staunch Mike Zimmer defender. Uh, I like what he's been able to do. Yes, does he have some old school tendencies of likes running the football and likes defense first? I get that. Passing is now the sexy thing in the NFL. You want Sean McVay's, you know, you want Clint uh, Clint Kingsbury, you want these new NFL young head coaches. Uh, but I do think he's done a great job at turning around the culture of the Vikings and in general knows how to win. I, last year, I was shocked on just how I, I thought the Vikings defense would still be at least passable even with Daniil Hunter going out and whatnot and having a bunch of rookies and no OTAs in training camp, I thought Zimmer was going to be able to cook up enough defense still, even with un- unproven and, and rookies uh, around the, that defense. But 
I think it also showed that how much they missed that training camp and how much they missed all, all that time together. But in general, I'm a big Mike Zimmer fan. Um, I, I do think he's probably coaching for his job this season long-term wise. They need to have a playoff win or two to probably solidify his case to stick around. But yeah. seven years of what he's been able to do, I mean, it's pretty damn impressive. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a pretty big Mike Zimmer stand. I also think we don't probably, be, because we talk about Cousins and Zimmer a lot, but I think we probably haven't talked about in, enough in, in this town the seemingly um, shotgun marriage of coach and quarterback that Spielman forced, too. Zimmer never wanted this marriage. <laughs> but that's my point. Right? Like, but this I mean, was, this it, was yes, pre, you're 100% right. It's a pre-arranged marriage it's an old school you are going to marry this quarterback but i don't want to and uh, and, and 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 spielman as the father in this in this situation is like yes if you don't make this marriage work then we're gonna have to let you go from the family and he's like i never asked for this marriage to begin with right dad i mean the guy i wanted to get married to had his leg destroyed in a freak accident right and and mike also was mike didn't want to marry case keenum but i think and he made this incredibly clear at the combine before they signed Kirk. He wanted to marry a quarterback who he let, who I think he thought could do the job but wouldn't break the bank completely. Now, that might be a mistake, too. I don't know. But the point is, I don't think that we've given that enough discussion. I mean, the one thing where we owe Everson Griffin a big thank you is he told the truth. Like, Kirk Cousins' ass was the headline. But the, but, but the meat of that story is ask Mike if he ever – one to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Seriously. Well, um, a few things just to go back to some of the things you guys just said. So, Judd, you brought up shelf life that, hey, regardless of whether you're a great coach or not, like sometimes six, seven, eight years is the extent of your shelf life with an organization. I'm going to push back on that and that I think that shelf life starting to reach its expiration date is more driven by fans and media than it is oftentimes by players because players cycle out. Mike Zimmer is not coaching the same players now largely. I mean, he's still coaching Harrison Smith. There's a few guys, Harrison Smith, Anthony Barr. Like, he's not coaching the same players, though, for the most part, now as he did in 2015 or 2016. The rosters turn over. Now, is Rick Spielman still his boss? Yes. Are the Wilves still his bosses yes and so could those relationships fray over time yes but i think mostly when we think of shelf life oh it's just time for a change i honestly think that's driven by the fans feel like it's time for a change or the media feels like it's time for a change more than the players and the organ and then the organization starts to feel that from fans and media because now they're getting questioned about this guy and then what i mean look at the nfl i can i can tell you right now like how many coaches so it's 2021. Half the league was hired in the last three years, right? Right. So is well, it just that all in hockey's worse? But like, <laughs> is it just that all oh, well, every three or four years you just got to get a new voice in there, or are organizations, fan bases, and media just super impatient and just need to fire anyone the minute that they slip up? That's that's how I see it. They're impatient, and hockey is especially weird. So that that's almost a whole different animal, I think, completely. But. When it comes to a guy like Mike, though, Phil, yes, the players cycle out, but there, but it, it becomes very clear when your message is working, and it becomes very clear when, and because it, it's not like players purposely are like, unless the coach is bad, I don't think they're purposely like we hate you, we're not going to listen. But you can tell when a team buys in, and you can tell when a team doesn't. And part of the thing with Mike is, 
I think there's times where Mike being abrupt and upfront pro- probably helps, but there's also a point in time where he's done it so much that it loses its effectiveness. So that's what I'm saying is because I get it. Players come and go, but some guys stay and you can definitely tell. I, I mean, heck, um, an example of this, not in the exact same way as Mike, but an example is probably Gardy too. You know, at some point in time, what worked for him in 2003 started not working as well or flat out didn't work. And it wasn't that it was the same guys, but you could tell that the act had grown thin and it wasn't working and that becomes a, a problem. And by the way, I'm not saying that this team is definitively there with Mike, but I do think that that all goes into how much is the message getting across. And the guys like Tomlin and Belichick are just very rare breeds and good for those teams and they're good coaches. But um, I think that factors into the equation, and and I don't think it's all us. I think it is how the locker room perceives you and how they go about either responding to your message and or flat out sort of ignoring it. Uh, By the way, this dissection of Mike Zimmer presented also in part by PXG Minneapolis. So PXG has been presenting top-shelf golf clubs to golfers around the Twin Cities and around the country Mm -hmm. for a while now. Uh, It's a hot brand. They make some great clubs. They've got great apparel. You probably see some PXG logos out and about on golf courses now. They're picking up momentum, and you can step into the golfer's paradise that is PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. So to me, the biggest knock on Zimmer and the biggest thing that I would want to see before you know, giving him an extension or extra seasons or whatever it is, his record against teams that finish the season 500 or above. Actually, uh, teams that finish above 500, so 9-7 and seven or better. He only wins 29% of those games. That's worse than Bill O'Brien before he got fired. Hmm. It's worse than Dan Quinn. It's worse than Jason Garrett. It's worse than, uh, well, Mike McCarthy had a good run with the Packers, but it's worse than Mike McCarthy, John Harbaugh. So by by comparison... So Zimmer wins 29% of games against winning teams. Belichick wins almost 70%. Now, of course, he's had Tom Brady for 20 years. Uh, But this is data just from 2014 through 20 when Mike Zimmer has been the coach of the Vikings. Andy Reid, almost 60% wins against above 500 teams. Pete Carroll, almost 60%. Mike Tomlin, 55%. Sean Payton, kind of coin flippy. So most coaches have losing records against teams that finish the season with a winning record, so that's not a crime. But 29% is really low. What do you think the main reason or reasons are for Zimmer and his teams not winning games against teams that finish the season with a winning record? I'm going to give you a really a, a reason you might not like, but I have seen it before, and I especially saw it with Childress. And I think Mike has the same tendency, and I think it's a bad starting point. I think when the Vikings are going to play a really good team, Mike gets wound so tight that week that the players go into that game tight. And and I'll give you the example of where Brad Childress and Mike Zimmer share the exact same thing. Anytime the Vikings are about to play the Patriots, those guys are as uptight as you could possibly get. It's almost like they are personally going to play Belichick. Like, I got to go against Belichick. Uh, it's going to be tough on the field. I, like, I think a lot, dude, a lot of teams probably feel that way. <laughs> they, they do, but, the but, what I'm, but what I'm saying is 
Think about weeks where the Vikings have been about to play a really good team. Mike gets Mike gets wound very, very tight. And I don't think that that, especially with today's younger humans, I don't think that's a big help. I think people need to go in somewhat confident but relaxed as well. Um, and I think that that presents not the entire problem, but I think it's part of the stew that we probably don't discuss en- enough because it's hard to quantify. And, and I feel like today, if things are hard to quantify, we, we try and dismiss them like, well, that's too tough to talk about. But let's talk about the analytics. And it's like, OK, that's part of it, too. But let's also talk about the human factors that go into being successful. I, I mean, hell, Phil, it's true in, in business, right? Like there's quantifiable things about the approach that a person takes going into a big transaction, there's quantifiable things of, about people who are successful and what makes them work and what makes them tick. And I don't think it helps people tick when your starting point for like a huge game is, okay, it's going to be tough. We got to bear down. And you're like, okay, but <laughs> it's supposed to be fun too. We're supposed to have fun, no, right? No. And Mike's not a fun, you know, Mike's not like, Mike's no like, no, fun. no, no, this is going to be tough. So I, I actually think that that plays a role, and I'm sure there are some people watching or listening to this who will dismiss this and be like, that's typical Zolget. He doesn't know, but I've seen it in teams I cover. Well, the other the other thing you could say, if you, if you just look at the, the four coaches since Mike Zimmer was hired as Vikings coach, the four coaches that are above 500 against winning teams and their quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes for about half of that time, and Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a good quarterback, and I think Alex Smith had some had some big games against, like you know, he had a couple big playoff games. If I if memory serves, um, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger. So we're talking about four first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks attached to those coaches. Yep. And very fair. The biggest one of the biggest knocks on this iteration of the Vikings is that the current quarterback as talented as he is and accurate and as big of numbers as he can put up, mm-hmm. he doesn't. And I don't, I don't want to put all of the team wins and that record on one Kirk person. Hater. Um, well, man, you should see my timeline yesterday on Twitter. Oh my God. It probably looks like mine on Sunday, <laughs> but he doesn't rise up in the biggest moments against the best teams. And we've looked up some of the numbers, like when his teams are down by one or two scores, last six minutes, fourth quarter, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And um, there's a few reasons for that. But when when that's the driver of, like, the quarterback is driving wins and losses more than any other player on the roster, bar none. Mm-hmm. And when your quarterback has that reputation, it also gets attached to you. And when and when, when your quarterback doesn't play well in those since when it's, hey, we need one drive right now, and it's a three and out against the Titans, right? Um, I, I would be curious, what would Mike Zimmer's career look like if you just gave him Russell Will, like a fully developed Russell Wilson for six years? <laughs> okay, you know, so I think I think we'd be we'd be sure. talking about a different narrative and and reality uh, against winning teams. So so let's be fair here. Let's take Cousins out of the discussion entirely because I feel like he's such a, a mauer like lightning rod that in any discussion where we broach his name becomes uh well you hate him so this conversation shouldn't be being had uh let's take him out entirely and let let's go to one let's dissect one big game in particular and i realize it's against a, a good team but i feel like that's the whole point of this part of our discussion yes. 2017 nfc title game eagles okay um, a G L E S Eagles, Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> go Eagles, go Eagles. 
Now, I'm not saying that the Vikings shouldn't have lost that game, but the manner in which they did was a complete embarrassment for a team that had been as good as they were on both sides of the ball, and especially defensively, right? Like, to me, that that's a, that's a loss worth dissecting off the question that you just asked, because when you think about it, you know, you go into that game, you're, you're coming off a huge win, and in, in which they just, in which basically they all said, well, we celebrated so much off the Minneapolis miracle that we got blown out. Okay, that's not a real excuse. That's, that's not like a viable, oh, also, okay. I don't think they did. I feel well, like that's like, I don't ret- even like know retroactively that's you can kind of be like, ah, maybe we didn't focus but enough. I think, like, that's a, I think that's a really intriguing Zimmer loss because that's on him too. Like Blair Walsh misses the field goal in 2015. And could Mike have made Blair very nervous? Yes, but I mean Blair Walsh missed a field goal he's got to make. So I so that's a hard one to dissect as far as Mike goes. But I really think that the NFC title game loss is a really good starting point for looking at the record that you just gave and saying, okay, why in a big game where you supposedly have a defense that was damn good and you did, why are you getting blown out like that so badly where it's just basically an embarrassing loss? Yeah, and. Uh... I think there's also something to be said too throughout Zimmer's career for is his strategy of conservative offense and lean on defense to win games. Is that the best strategy to put yourself in a position to win the most regular season games so that you can play home playoff games, right? Yeah. You know, cause I, I feel like the Vikings, especially offensively, it's like They've, I feel like they've, they have more weapons and more talent. The offensive lines have been an issue for them, and I get that. So I'm not saying it's a perfectly crafted offense uh, personnel-wise, but are they calling plays and creating an environment to maximize the amount of wins they can tally in the regular season under Zimmer? And I would argue they're playing a little bit more close to the vest style philosophically. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're looking to avoid turnovers, which teams should be, but like there's almost an over-obsession with it. Like, oh, we're going to run the ball on second and short and just get the first down as opposed to running play action three extra times and throwing a deep pass on those downs where the whole playbook is open. And so I don't think unless, unless they find a way to get home field advantage so they don't have to go to Philadelphia and be subject to that crowd and that momentum, you know, once case Keenum threw the pick six in that game, everything kind of snowballed from there. I don't think like he can throw that pick six at home and I don't think it snowballs. I think I mean it definitely sucks and it's right. and it's a huge momentum turn, but I don't think the game turns into thirty-eight to seven or whatever it was, and it's just over from that point. If you're playing a home game. Yeah. So how are they maximizing the regular season is another big part of this discussion. That's very true. So if if you go through what you just said then though, what's intriguing about it is you could uh make the case very solidly that you should open up things more, trust the quarterback more. And and try and try and go on the offensive more often during the course of the season because your template should work in the playoffs, which is where defense can be absolutely key. But that's what makes going back to the Eagles game so weird is you got to that game like that should have been that was a cold what January day in Philadelphia like that should have been a grinded out. Uh, okay, Case Keenum sort of falls apart, but you got your defense, right? Mm-hmm. Against that, the, against their backup quarterback, too. Exactly, yeah. and that's Mike's pride and joy. Like, that was a Zim game. That's the blueprint, and your defense was awful. Yeah. And, and so that's where I just go to, it's an interesting, I think Mike is a good football coach, and I think he knows his stuff on defense for sure. 
but I think that there's definitely a discussion to be had about certain situations and games. And as you gave the stat against winning teams, because that becomes incredibly important. And that's one place where he has definitely struggled. You know, one more thing on this. I, I think what would happen if things don't go well for him this year and he does get fired, I think he would be the first guy swooped up as a defensive coordinator. I don't know which teams are going to have openings, but like mm-hmm. someone's going to instantly hire him to be a def- maybe Dallas. You know, I know they're who's their defensive coordinator this year. They just Dan fired Quinn, who was okay. the Falcons head coach because they fired there. So and Dan, and Dan Quinn has a pedigree too. Wasn't he the defensive coordinator for that yeah. Super Bowl winning Seahawks team for the Seahawks years yes, ago? So yep. Um, but like he'll get swooped up right away, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the Super Bowl as a coordinator at some point. If he doesn't. If things don't go well this year for the Vikings. I wonder if he would get another one more head coaching shot. He should. Like he's older, so that's if not he wants going it, to help like, him. But I yeah. feel but I feel like well, first of all, with Mike being Mike, I think there's a thousand percent chance that he would want that shot. Um and I do think that he would it, it would be so if he got blown out, just quickly, it would be so interesting to hear his conversation with his next potential employer. To hear him basically say, we had a plan. We had Teddy. We had a defense. Um, and then I got Kirk. They gave me Kirk. <laughs> Shotgun marriage. Yeah, that's 100% what he would say. I'm sure. So, I heard it all week long, right? 0-9 on Monday night. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to take a deep breath here. We're going to pause for a second and uh, we're going to come back with write that down and an accountability session. This is where we admit that we were wrong. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Everyone's coming up next. Uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep. Yep. This is it. Every Wednesday on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, this is where we admit that we were wrong. Although sometimes we're sometimes right, we're right too. though. Yeah. We celebrate being right. But this is our weekly prediction segment. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you guys want to participate, you can open up the Score North app and send us a message through the feedback function. Just send a note to Declan, and we'll get you scheduled out. Speaking of the Score North app, by the way, um, if you guys want to hang out with Judd and Declan in a suite to watch the Gophers play in Miami of Ohio on September 11th, 11 a.m. kickoff, and maybe sip a couple adult beverages and also get a pair of Chill Boys or two, you can do that. You can enter. It's free to enter. You just have to open the Score North app, go to uh, the rewards section, and you can enter to win a chance to hang out. Or I don't know if win is the right word. Hanging well, out with you, no, but you, you win losers, the chill. But... You win the chill boys. Yes. Yeah, and then you can, and then you like tolerate Judd being around who, Judd. Basically. Who cares? But the chill boys. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, life altering. Yeah, you want the chill boys. Change your life. Uh, so yeah, go check that out on the Score North app. Are you guys ready for the accountability session? Should we yeah, get right in here? Do this, and then we'll get to Craig, our guest listener predictor here, on write that down. So uh, Judd Zolgat, not a lot of stuff coming off the board this week, but Judd had one thing that we're going to take off the board here because he's out for the season. He said Alex Kirloff will play as many or more games at first base 
as he does in left field. Yeah. Yep. He did. He played. Uh, I think he technically played more games in the outfield overall when you count for right field, but he and did play more games at first. And I don't know if he had appeared in a game at first base for the Twins when I made that prediction because Sano was so bad. I just thought that they would move him eventually, and they did. Are you angling for a home run here? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a first guess. I'm very happy. You, you're just trying to you're just trying to it's let the audience know this prediction was was a it was a line shot to the gap. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is a this is a, yeah, it's a double in the box score. Let me put it that way, okay? Yeah. Uh, I said the Twins will win exactly oh. 94 games, and this last week, mathematically, that became impossible. Did you say 96 like I did? Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, actually, did you go on the record with that? I think I don't think you went on the write that down record. I don't think that. I did. No, I think I just went on the. I'm going to make a fool of myself in a prediction segment. Twins have 71 losses, so if they ran the table... Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about 90, it. You're right to take it off the 90, board. 90, 91. 91. 91 yeah, and they, could, they could still win 91 stop games doing if they math. the table. Yeah. You're right to take it off the board. <laughs> Oh man, there were a lot of people, man. I saw some I saw people in the Twins blogosphere even like a month ago. Oh, well, what if they if they they, they can finish 50 yeah. and 8 the rest of the way. God. They look pretty good against the Royals. All right, listeners had nothing come off the board. Declan, you said Becky Lynch will make her return to WWE between June 30th and SummerSlam. You beat the buzzer on that. <laughs> She did come back at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. although I feel like they botched the whole thing. They did botch the entire, entire thing. Guys, Absolutely embarrassing so by WWE. So AEW stole the show on Friday. I'm actually shocked you or myself didn't have any CM Punk predictions. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, they absolutely botched that at SummerSlam. I love Becky. Like Becky Lynch is their stable. Like she, she is the top dog on their food chain, and they completely botched it. Completely botched. No, no need to bury. Another top performer no. like that in Bianca, really. And what was the point of Carmella coming out? Yeah, I, like, I, I super don't. Super weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. The whole super thing. Super weird. Uh, you also said John Cena will win the Universal Championship yeah. at SummerSlam. He did not. Back to Hollywood for Cena. You just confirmed that, by the way. Oh, so it was just like a one-month yep. return to the WWE? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he might make an appearance, I guess, at they're at, they're at MSG in a couple weeks in New York, but and, he's, and he might be there for that. But he like basically confirmed on Twitter, like, hey, thanks for the run. I'm going back. I have other obligations. So Can he act? No. Like, like when I've seen him uh, try to act, not, he's, like he's, The Rock can act. He's good. He's not Denzel Washington, but like he's, he's a he, he, can, he, can, he, can, he can act a little bit. You don't like think he's a bad a, actor? I don't think he's a very good actor. No, I, yeah, I think he's pretty bad. He was really bad in, in the in the LeBron James film. Yeah, like train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah, I thought he was awful. Wasn't he? Was he? They, there was like a sex scene with him. Yes. Right? Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Very supposedly, uncomfortable. <laughs> supposedly, the the rumor was it really happened on set. Yes. Wait, really? Well, it it, it well it it kind it, of happened. Like it, that, yeah. that they were both unclothed. Let's the say. doctor. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the Dr. Thugonomics. I had very, I, I was very uncomfortable <laughs> that entire scene. And then you said the Vikings will find a way to trade Kirk Cousins this well, offseason. I just, yeah. yeah, that looks like a bad prediction now, Declan. Yeah, okay. All right. Somebody who brought, there was, Vikings Twitter was just crushing me and Judd yesterday. Somebody brought back Deshaun, you know, uh, that Deshaun we predicted Watson. that the Vikings would trade yeah. for Deshaun Watson. Like, Looks like this didn't age very well. No, it, it, no, did, it not. did not. Vikings Twitter has been crushing us basically since I know. Sunday. We're and just... the weird thing is, I love it. 
I really enjoy it's it. It's great, but we're you know, listen, we're just a bunch of fun loving guys who want championships, okay? <laughs> That's all we want. I feel like we're misunderstood. Very I misunderstood sometimes. Very misunderstood. So Judd, you still lead your batting average oh, still over four hundred, four oh seven with five oh, home runs. Declan three fifty six with two home runs. I'm at three fifty four, two home runs, and listeners at three oh four with a league leading mm. six home runs on the season. Judd, for the, we have career stats going back to 2018. The bookkeepers did not keep detailed stats before that. That we, I don't know, they're lost you're like somewhere. Yeah. You're like sacks. Like sacks, yeah. How, <laughs> right, exactly. How in 1976 didn't you keep sacks? We're going to find it. until 1982. Uh, you couldn't we're gonna, have hits. We're going to make our weekend guys go back from like, write that down archives from 2014 and 17. And you have to track each week, you have to track a new write that down <laughs> session. Yes, you have to check all the predictions, everything that's – there's still some predictions on the board that we have from like five, six years ago. We can do another <laughs> dive into those at some point. We also haven't done a home run edition to write that down in months. No, so we got to do that. We should do forced home runs next week. So Judd has 175 career hits, 13 career home runs. I have 140 career hits, 12 career home runs. Listeners, 116 career hits and a league-leading 15 career home runs. Declan, 63 hits and four home runs. All right, let's get him in here. Guest listener predictor Craig. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, you are a gym teacher. You are physically fit, and you are here to make your presence known, Craig. What's your strategy today? I'm going to show Mike Zimmer what he should do offensively. We're going to go with like an eight-yard hit throw, and then on second and two, we're going to get deep instead of just handing the ball off to Dalvin Cook. I love it. We only heard part of that because I think your connection's breaking up a little bit here. So let's let's start with Judd. We'll go Judd, Declan, me, and then we'll get back to Craig sort of at the end of the line and hope that the connection is better. But, Judd, why don't you lead us off this week? Write it down. You like writing things down. I'm actually going to take a football prediction and put it in old school, write that down, because I have that many football thoughts this week. So many football thoughts. So many. I've been been crushing preseason games. I've been crushing quarterback play. Oh, yeah, again last night. All right. Mac Jones will be the Patriots' week one starter. Mac Jones will be the Patriots' week one starter. Wow. Yeah, there's some rumblings that Cam is – I mean, hasn't Cam he, – now he's in COVID protocol again. And yeah. yeah. He was also pretty terrible last year. He's been kind of banged and up. Mac Jones is good. Yeah. All right, uh, Declan. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, I'll get one that's quantifiable in the next week. The Wild will announce a trade between now and next week's Write That Down. Pure speculation. Ooh, okay. Nothing informed here. No sources you know confirmed. Something? No, I don't you know actually. Something? This is no insight. Are you reaching out to friends of the show? Uh, no, I have not reached out to the friends of the show. Um, I have not reached out to other more plugged in people than me. I just have a little hunch, a little reckless speculation, okay. little little shot in the arm punch here on a Wednesday and a hump day, and I'm going to say the Wild okay. will announce a trade. Off the record, who? Yeah, off the record. Um, they're going to trade for a center. They're 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 just going to pull a trigger on this trade. They they got to do something. I I I'm just trying to speak this into existence too. Like I, I I think that's what I want. I just want a legitimate center. I don't know who it is. I'd love if it was Thomas Hurdle, but I don't think it's going to be Thomas Hurdle. Right. Um, it's probably more someone like Christian Dvorak. But yes, I think the Wild will announce a trade between now and next week's. Write right. that down. All right, there it is. Write that cool. down. All right, write this down. The Twins will part ways with at least two current major league coaches. I'll just say by um, December 1st, including Wes Johnson. So I'm saying they'll part ways with at least two current major league coaches. 
including Wes Johnson by December 1st. Write it down. All right. I don't. Right. I, th- there has to be some sort of scapegoat or scapegoats for a season like this. I don't think Falvey or Levine get let go. I don't think. I don't think Rocco's going to get let go. No. I don't think Rocco's a great manager, but I don't yeah, think they're just kind of a quick a quick trigger. So they they need a couple changes, and Wes Johnson seems like the obvious choice here. Okay. As much as he was lauded a few years ago. Okay. All right, uh, Craig, we got you. Okay here. Yeah, do you guys hear me now? Yes, we yes, can. there we go. Perfect. All right, my first pred- prediction is actually a Judd prediction, so I'm going to need Judd to take off his headset. <laughs> hey, Judd, no cheating here. Okay, okay wait. Take him sure. off. All take right. him off. Go away. Okay. Back up. All right. On Write that down. On September 8th or September 15th, Judd will make a check down Vikings prediction. <laughs> and I'll let Mackie and Declan, you guys can say if it's check down or not, but something like, Cook's gonna run for like seventy yards. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. And by the way, I think this prediction is a checkdown as well because yeah. it's so obvious yes. that he's gonna make a checkdown prediction. Yes. I was listening to the write that down from like two weeks ago when he said Sano would hit. Yes. Home run. Yeah, dude. He's Thank he's you. already got four. He Thank already has you. four. With it's 50 ridiculous. Games left. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Can I come back? Yes, you can come back. Yeah, you can come back. You can come back. To be That's honest, right. his. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, never mind. I can't even because it's going to spoil. I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. I love it. I, I saw great laughter, but I, I have no idea. So Okay. All right. All right. That's that the way before. we. What, what is it, 20 Surleys in the next five days? Wow. How did you guess yeah. exactly the prediction? No. <laughs> Ding. This one actually has nothing to do with Surleys. Write it down. You like writing right. things down. All right, Judd, back to you. Your second prediction. All right. The New York. Mets, the Metropolitans, will fire manager Luis Rojas either during this season or after it. The Mets, who have gone in the tank, will fire their manager. I I have a prediction that Aaron Boone would be fired. That's not going to happen, so I'm going to try and offset it with the Mets firing their manager. What is uh, what's a, Can we just put like a by, by the beginning of next season then yes, for a yes, deadline? Yes, yes, okay. yes. He can't be the manager next season. Okay, okay, that works. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Declan. Uh, I have a Twins prediction here. Little little tag team parlay, if you will. Josh Donaldson and Miguel Sano will not be on the Twins roster in 2022. Wow. I'm going to say they will both be parted ways. I don't know how they're going to part their yeah. ways, and that's why I'm just leaving it off that they will not be on the Twins 2022 roster. But I'm going to package them together as a little home run swing there that both of them will not be on the roster in 2022. So if if you're right on that prediction, isn't this a full 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 rebuild now? Like it's it's oh, already yeah. kind of a rebuild because they traded Barrios, but like it would be a full. I mean, they'd be trading away established players for presumably prospects, right? I don't I don't know a scenario in which you would trade. I mean, certainly if Donaldson gets traded, it's for prospects or just to offload the cash. Yeah, it's to offload the cash. The latter, yeah. But I mean, so. he can't. He's broken down, and Miguel, God bless him, just. He's not that good. And don't tell me that, oh, look at how he's playing lately. He's been super hot the last month. He's basically hard in Killebrew. Most predictable thing in the world. Zero pressure. I don't know. He's got pressure to stay in the big leagues. Is that pressure enough? One more home run over the next 40 games. Must be really tough for him to do that one, too. I need to get that home run soon. Really excited for the for the twinsdaily.com retort of Judd Zilged's Miguel Sano slander. Be very exciting. (laughs) All right, is it my turn now? Yes, sir, your turn. Okay. All right, hey, I've got gopher football fever here. We're like, what, nine or ten days away from yeah, the opener, Ohio State? So 
I think I have a prediction at some point in the offseason in Purple Daily that the Gophers will win this game. I'm going to hedge a little here on this version. I'm going to say the Gophers cover the spread. So the Gophers will cover, and by the way, Dex, um, the, the line I was looking at this morning is 13.5. Ohio State's a 13.5 favor. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in on 13.5 right now if you want to put that in the notes okay. in case that spread changes dramatically. Write this down. All right, back to Craig, your second prediction, sir. Uh, my second prediction is going to be a, a touchdown. It's going to be a shot to the end zone, and I'm going to say it's a three-part parlay. Ooh. Dalvin Cook is going to rush for at least 2,000 yards. Ooh. Whoa, Justin okay, Jeff- this is this is a touchdown without the parlay, by the way. So <laughs> That alone. Justin Jefferson is going to have at least 1,800 reception yards. Whoa, dude. <laughs> and... A team that is not in the playoffs after week 17 will be in the playoffs and win a game in the NFL. I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay, hold on. So that last one. So clarify that one for me. So a team, so the usual season would end after week 17. And I got I'm saying it. a team who wouldn't have made the playoffs usually will now make it because of the extra week. God, and got it. Go on to win a game. Okay. So this would be terrible for you if the first two of those things came to fruition, which by the way, if that happens, the Vikings are the Vikings are going undefeated and that would be amazing. But then if the third one whiffs, we have to give you the buzzer on this. But we will acknowledge the greatness that is any part of this parlay. Just Zimmer so you know. said he wanted to throw the deep ball, so we're throwing the deep that's, ball. I love it, dude. That's Holy not cow. just the deep ball, dude. That's uh this is Michael this is, Vick in that commercial from the nineties <laughs> in the Coliseum yeah, where he yeah. throws the ball. I mean, this is that's three predictions right there. Like that's three right that down. It's great. Woo. All right, back to Judd. We'll take a final trip around the room here. Final write that down prediction. Anthony Edwards will get at least one MVP vote for the 2021-22 NBA season. Dude. And Dude. will get at least one MVP vote. I saw a video yesterday. I, I went. I was binging YouTube last night. I talked to you guys on the Royce Unchained about watching 35 minutes of Brock Lesnar <laughs> with the bearded butchers just chopping up a pig, basically just silently chopping up a pig. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, but then I also stumbled upon, I think it was like the Hoops Nerd or something. It's, it was a YouTube channel I've never heard of, but this guy just does like full season breakdowns. Did like a 20-minute breakdown of the Timberwolves and had all of these amazing things to say about Anthony Edwards. So he covers the jazz and he was like, no, you guys don't realize this team beat the crap out of the jazz twice down the stretch. And this yep. team is going to be legit in 2021, 22. So Judd, welcome to wolves. Kool-Aidville with me. Right, I was say you are an LOB baby. <laughs> all right, Declan, your final prediction. Yeah. An AEW prediction from me. Yes. Bray Wyatt will sign with AEW. Between that's between be, now, that's be, it's being reported that yep. that's going to happen. Yep. Just so everyone knows, between yes. now and the end of the year, too, I'll quantify it as in twenty twenty one. But Bray Wyatt will sign with AEW. Another okay. botch job from WWE. That is AEW's gain. Sounds like they're about to get Ric Flair. Hopefully oh, not to wrestle because wow. he's like seventy. Yeah, you know. write this down. All right, my final prediction here: Jameis Winston. Write this down, Jameis Winston. I'm overreacting to his last preseason game, almost certainly here, but I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston will lead the NFL in passing guards this season. He wow. might throw 20 picks. They might win five games, which might actually help my cause here. Right. Um, but I'm going to say he leads the NFL in passing yards. They're going to cut it loose. Sean Payton 
Probably loves that big arm. So um, I'm drinking some Jameis Winston Kool-Aid too. All right, Craig, your third and final prediction. The Minnesota Gophers will win the Big Ten West this season. Ooh. Ooh. You, are, you really came driving Dude, the ball downfield. I didn't hear the first one because it's about me, but you really came in. Who are? Let me open up the ESPN.com college football power football. Index. Index, index, index. I just want to see which Big Ten West team. So they got the Badgers 15th. All right, that's doable. Yep. They got the Gophers 41st among all teams, and they got the Badgers as the best team in the West, and they're where's, only 15th. Where's Northwestern? Northwestern is 33rd. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find. So Iowa's 24th. So they've got, but but the fact that the best team is only fifteenth in Wisconsin, then I I could see uh, I could see it. Listen, I feel like everyone's sleeping on the Gulfs, man. Craig, I feel like I feel like everyone has sort of just written them off after last year. Yeah, I, I think the defense last year wasn't great, and then you know not always having fans in the games and with COVID it being a weird year. But I like Tanner Morgan. I think he has a bounce back year. So, Craig, since you have this gigantic, life-changing platform right now on Mackie and Judd, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you here? I got to thank my girlfriend, just like everyone else who comes on this show, for putting up with me and <laughs> um, yelling at the Vikings, yelling at Jake Cave and why he's still playing. Wow. Um, and also my dad. My dad My dad was a Vikings fan growing up, and then he went um, and is now a Patriots fan, so he switched sides. But um, I'm seeing this through, and – Hopefully we win a Super Bowl before I die. Your dad, hold on a second. So your dad adopted the Patriots and gave up on the Vikings? It's genius, really. Yeah, he was a big Fran Tarkington guy, and I guess Christian Ponder just didn't cut it for him. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, Yeah, Tom Brady, Tom, Tommy Brady. Yeah, How how many times, Craig, in your life have you ranted or vented to your girlfriend about Jake Cave specifically? At least five times this season. At least. You know what's justified? Well, like he did have two right. hits. He did have two hits, and he hit a line drive to end the game last night. So maybe, yeah. maybe he's on to something. <laughs> maybe, yeah, probably not. Thanks, thanks Phil. <laughs> God. All right, that's Craig, guest listener predictor. Great work, dude. We're excited to follow your deep shots down the field here. We'll see what happens. Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right. Uh, by the way, those predictions by Craig, those home run shots, powered by Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. You want to talk about power? All right, Dennis Kirk. <laughs> Harleys, Metric Cruisers, Sport Bikes, whatever you ride, you can find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Order by 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Plus, they support us. So if you guys could support them, then you're supporting us, and everybody wins. DennisKirk.com. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. That was great, dude. That guy made some great predictions. Huge predictions. I love it, man. His 3-1... and could have been just three. Like he could have come on the show and made those three predictions, and they all hold up as being impressive. If if Dalvin Cook runs for two thousand, I mean two thousand, and yards? Justin Jefferson goes for eighteen hundred yards receiving, what does the how does the Viking season end? That means that Mike Zimmer resigned or is not coaching the team at all. Really? Because I think it means Mike Zimmer well, had an Dalvin, awakening. Yeah. Well, no, the Dalvin Cook thing is is viable. But the receiving yardage for Jefferson's would be incredible. I think it would mean that Adam Thielen got hurt, and ju- and it was like Justin Jefferson, KJ, and Justin Jefferson was like two thousand three Randy Moss. 
like post Chris Carter, Randy Moss, where he's just getting all of the targets. Awesome. Or like DeAndre Hopkins in Houston, you know, before Will Fuller got there. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw you 175 passes, and no one else is gonna get the ball. Week one, Zim traded straight up for Sean McVay. McVay comes here, <laughs> opens it up, and Justin Jefferson has a huge year, and Kirk's happy. <laughs> It's a good segue because tomorrow's show, you're already getting us primed for Reckless Speculation Thursday here on Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Please, if you're watching on the Score North YouTube channel, click the subscribe button and go tell five masochistic Minnesota sports friends that Mackie and Judd exist. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 